Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Lisa Simone Richards about how she helps coaches increase visibility and their clients. Lisa is a PR and visibility specialist for online coaches who want to get more eyes on their business. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, and mentoring program, she gives you the insider secrets on how to get exposure and reach more people without spinning on social media or wasting money on Facebook ads. Her clients learn the lather, rinse, repeat formula for more visibility, which makes them more sales. They go from invisible to in-demand, getting interviewed on top podcasts, partnering with big names in the industry, and building their authority expert status, getting featured on major media like Fox, NBC, Forbes, Inc., and more. On weekends, you can find her playing in the kitchen with her husband, petting all the dogs in the park, and watching way too many fashion style videos on YouTube. Welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today, Virginia. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. You're welcome. It'll be fun to have you on today. I'm I'm sure you can share lots of fun little tips and tricks with us along the way. Well, my goal and my intention is that everyone listening to today's episode leaves with some literal concrete strategies that they can put into practice at the end of listening to this episode that will help them reach more of the people that they want to get in front of. Nice. I'm sure that's something each and every one of us always aspires to. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to get to where you are today? Yeah, so I can trace it back to like a few distinct moments as I was growing up. One of the first ones was I must have been around 11 or 12 years old, and I had a subscription to a magazine called Teen People, and I saw the letters to the editor section, and I thought it was so cool that you could write a letter, send it in, and your name would show up in print. So I did just that. I sent a letter to the editor, and a few months later, when the magazine came home, it had... I have to look up this cover. I would love to see it again. If I remember correctly, it had a turquoise background cover with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement on the cover in a red shirt. I had such a crush on him. And my letter to the editor was in print. I saw it in there with my name, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. So that was the first thing that got me really interested in media and communications and getting my name out there. Fast forward to 2002, I was in first year at university and I was having lunch with a girl who was in fourth year and she was in the same sorority as me and she was about to graduate. And she was sharing with me that she was about to go to PR school. And in 2002, this is when Sex and the City was in its heyday. Samantha Jones made PR and fashion and beauty look super cool and parties and exclusive and fun. And I was like, I could be into that. So from first year, I knew I was interested in PR and communications. So I took it on to be communications VP in my sorority. I was on student council. I was volunteering for various organizations. Somewhere in the archives, there was a picture of me in black and white doing my first on-camera interview with a local TV station. And I love this, this industry. So, you know, I'd skip school a few weeks a year to work at Fashion Week. I lived that Devil Wears Prada lifestyle for a little while. After the fashion and beauty days, I then moved into working in a PR agency. So some of the clients that we worked with included Virgins, Staples, Crayola. I got to meet Richard Branson and fly on Virgin Airlines and really cool stuff like that. And we were getting our clients on the cover of magazines, newspapers, on television. And fast forward a few more years later, around 2015, this is when I was really seeing the rise of entrepreneurship. This is where a lot of people were taking a chance on themselves, leaving their safe nine to five jobs where they were making a healthy five or even six figures, and they wanted to do something that they were passionate about. Maybe that was starting a coaching business. Maybe it was opening a Pilates studio, but it was doing something that they were passionate about. 
And what I saw over and over again is that these new entrepreneurs and small business owners, they couldn't go to the kind of PR agency that I used to work with and ask to be represented because they'd be told, sure, no problem. It's $10,000 a month. It's a 12-month retainer. Just go ahead and sign here and we'd be happy to work with you. Like That just wasn't available to them. So I wanted to make that kind of visibility accessible for everyone because too many people were taking a chance on themselves, but having to shut down because not enough people know who they were. And even though they were great at what they did, if people don't know about you, they can't work with you. So I started off having my own PR agency for a few years where I would represent people and get them on various outlets. And what I've evolved to doing now is sharing with people, here's how you do it. Here's how you find access to the producer at a TV show, a podcast host, somebody who's running an event that you want to speak at. Here's how you pitch yourself and put yourself out there. And I teach them a lather, rinse, repeat skill, like you said, so that for the rest of their business, they can get visibility in front of the right people. That's really noble of you to be able to, I guess, care about the, let's call them the little person and to want to be able to like help them to grow. Well, it's so much more fun and so rewarding. Like when I think about working in that PR agency with all of those huge brands, while I was a coordinator in those roles, you know, I was like photocopying and I was getting some of the coverage sometimes, but it wasn't like the fun stuff. And actually, you know, a gap that I, I skipped over in that story is that when I left that PR agency, I actually worked with a startup fitness bootcamp company for four years. So I was there from 2009 through 2013. So I went from being like, you know, kind of quote unquote, the lowly coordinator in an agency to all of a sudden literally owning and running national and local PR for this company. So when I started there, they had 30 locations here in Ontario. And by the time I left four years later, they had over 100 across Canada. Their revenues went from 400,000 a year to over 4 million a year. So I saw the impact that it could really have on someone's business to learn these strategies and be able to do it. And I just wanted to do it more. It was so much more fun and so much more rewarding then I remember working for one specific company where we got them on like a cover line on the magazine, color story. And the first thing the owner said to me was, I don't like the headline. And I was like, okay, well, that I just worked my butt off for that. And that took all the fun out of it. Thanks. Totally more personable too. Like you get to, like, I'm sure that the relationship that you had with that small gym or that small fitness club was more personable than it would have been with some of the other bigger companies. Oh my gosh, those were four of the funnest working years of my life. We were all under 30. I think there was fewer than 10 of us in the company. Like we went to Hawaii and Puerto Rico and oh yeah, that that was a fun job. It'd be hard to come across something like that again. (laughs) So who would you say are your ideal clients? I love to work with online coaches, especially those who are in that more beginning stage of their business. There are so many coaches out there who I think have an imposter complex that holds them back. They may think I'm too new. Who am I to put myself out there? I need to do this for another five or six years before I can you know, ever apply to speak on a stage. There are so many people who feel like publicity and visibility are for like people who have the money to hire a publicist and they've been doing this for a while. And the truth is it is so easy. I can get people on television in two weeks who've never been featured anywhere before. You just need to know how to do it and how to position yourself, how to find the right person. And then you can do it for the rest of your career. One of my favorite clients that I've worked with, her name is Nora Deborah. She is a preconception health coach. And when we started working together, she was sharing with me, you know, Lisa, I would, I'm just getting started. She was a, she's a yoga teacher. She's a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist. And she was just getting started in preconception healthcare or preconception nutrition, sorry. 
And she had said to me, Lisa, I would love to be on the Fertility Friday podcast. That's my favorite one. I binge watch, listen to it all the time. And within a few months of working together, she'd been on all 20 podcasts in her industry, including Fertility Friday, something that she thought was maybe, you know, four years down the line from her, she was able to do in a handful of months. So it's really, really fun to open up possibility for people and show them how quickly they can skyrocket their expert status. For sure. And to see her excitement too, after she had already achieved all of that. Well, I think part of the thing is not only getting exposure to your ideal client or the person that you're trying to reach, but really at the end of the day, how do you see yourself? How are other people seeing you? Like when you see yourself on television, in a magazine, on hear yourself on a podcast, your confidence level goes up. The way you perceive yourself, like you stand a little taller. I remember when I started my business in 2015 and my mom, bless her, she wants nothing but the best for me. She's my biggest cheerleader, but she was very much like, you know, maybe you should go get your master's. Maybe you should start another job before you, you know, start your own business. And when I got featured in a magazine and there was like a full on article and pictures of me in it, and I gave it to her, like that was the day that she really started to believe in me that I could do it. When she saw that proof, not that she didn't believe in me, she's raised me her entire life. She knows what I'm capable of. But when she saw that proof positive, that was the moment that she really believed in my business. So it's very powerful the way that you see yourself changes and how your friends, your family, your peers, the people that you look up to, the way that they see you changes as well which is huge for a business too. Yeah, perception matters. I mean, it would be nice to say that it doesn't, but it does. So how do your ideal clients find you? What do you do to get in front of them? Yeah, I'd say one of my biggest strategies is exactly what we're doing right now, coming on podcasts, sharing value. And for those people who like what I have to say and they want to learn more about me, they have an opportunity to come into my world and join my free workshops or download my lead magnets. And if they want to actually work with me in my uh, six-month program, fantastic. They can take that step as well. But something that I'm a huge believer in, and that's what I teach to people, is there is somebody out there with a group of your ideal clients hanging out. Like your podcast is fantastic. There are all these people who are so good at what they want to do, and they want to build their expert authority status. Why wouldn't I want to come on an awesome show like this to share these tips, give some value, and make sure that every single listener who walks away from this episode, regardless of if they come into my world or not, is able to leave richer than they came and have some tools and strategies to get more visibility. And for the people who want to learn more, awesome, come hang with me. But to be able to do this over and over again is super powerful. So that's a great way that I personally get a lot of exposure in front of my ideal clients. What are some big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next year or two? Ooh, I have this one super clearly laid out for me. My big, hairy, audacious goal for 2022 is to show 60 online coaches and more, I'm available for more, to show them that whole six-month lather, rinse, repeat strategy to be able to reach more people. I launched my program probably around May of last year. And it's so cool at the end of December when we had clients graduating, like someone who'd never been featured before is booking herself onto television, had already done two appearances. She had five or six speaking engagements, had never been on a podcast before and had already already had booked like five or six of them. She was getting paying clients in the door from doing all this work. So how cool is it that at the end of that work, she was seeing herself differently. She was perceived in as, as an expert. She can now say, as featured on Breakfast Television and CH Morning Live and on Medium.com and on, what is the other website? She was on ThriveGlobal.com. Like the way she sees herself has changed. And she's also got the clients coming in the door to back it up. So yeah, that's really fun to be able to do. That's cool. How would that goal change your business? 
how would that goal change my business? You know, it'd be really awesome. So something that I see with online, online entrepreneurs a lot, and this is something that I've worked to really dial in for myself is we're really multi-passionate people. And we all often have a ton of different offers on the table. I remember when I was starting my online business, I had my like private coaching program, but then I had a group coaching program, but then I also had my little course. And like, I didn't have enough of an audience to be supporting all three of these programs. None of them were running at a hundred percent. So my attention was now just split in three different directions. So what I'm really focused on is being laser in on my flagship program, the way that I serve people. And what it'll mean for me is knowing that I've really dialed in on a skill that can help people. And also for me, I'm perfecting something. I'm lathering, repeating it, knowing that it's working. And once I have that at a certain level and hitting certain benchmarks and KPIs that I put into place, then I can think about, okay, what's the next offshoot that I want to do? So this is really allowing me to actually be singular focused versus being kind of like squirrel. What's the next thing that I can do? And it lets you do a little bit more target research too, to find out exactly what they need and how to serve them in that. Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in a lather, rinse, repeat strategy. Like let's make it as easy as possible on ourselves. It doesn't have to be pushing a boulder uphill. It doesn't need to be coming up with something new every single day. When I'm on different podcasts, a lot of the time, by and large, I'm talking about the same message. And yes, I've heard it a lot of times, but the people who are listening to this haven't. So I'm just really about having that lather. Again, I say it all the time, that lather, rinse, repeat strategy. It just takes the stress off off of us and makes our lives easier. Sometimes I feel like people are too scared or ashamed of the, like the rinse, lather, repeat system instead of embracing it. Maybe there's um, a belief that like you have to be working hard and you have to be pushing all the time, but like it really can be easy. It's funny, like even sometimes when I'm chatting with my mom, she'll be like, so do you have a lot of calls today? Are you really busy? And I'm like, I feel like if I say I'm not busy, she's going to be super worried about me and like things aren't (laughs) happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I want to be honest, but. (laughs) Yep. I'm busy. Lots of calls. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the best advice that you've ever received? Best advice that I've ever received. I don't know if it's advice that I've received or something that I've just naturally done. For me, I've always been the kind of person that like, this sounds so spoiled, but like, no, is not a good answer for me. If I want something like it's just happening at the end of the day, period. And when I came into my work life, that was a really great skill to have. So I don't know if this is advice that I've received or just something that I do. But I remember I wanted to get an internship working with a beauty company. The founder was on the, on the cover of the magazine of an alum publication. So publicity, she was on the cover. I saw her. I thought it was cool. I want to work for her. And I reached out and I was like, hey, I want to be your intern. She's like, we're not hiring interns right now. I'm like, great, you are now. I want to be your intern. Here's what I'll do. And like, I mean, obviously not in that aggressively a pushy way, but long story short, I did create an internship for myself. And by the end of four months, she offered me a paid job. Well, it's not the only time I've done that. I wanted to work with a PR agency. No, Lisa, we're not hiring interns. I'm like, great, you are now because I want to work here. And they offered me a paid position too at the end of that internship. So I think if there's offer advice that I can offer, it's, don't just wait for what you want to be available. Just go and unapologetically create it for yourself. I love that. That's awesome. What's the best advice you've ever given? Can I say what I just said? I think that was good advice. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I think it was great. So with visibility, you kind of have like a little ABC or a little bit of a, I don't want to say rule about it. Can you share that with us? Yeah, I would love to. So when it comes to getting visibility, one of the things that I think is the most, actually the thing that I think is the most important thing to do before you begin 
is to be really clear on what is the intention? What is the purpose of getting this visibility? And I'll explain what the ABCs are, and then I'll tell a story to kind of explain it. So they're typically one of three reasons I find that online business owners and coaches and entrepreneurs want to get visibility. They're either looking to A, build awareness. They need their ideal client, the person who they'd like to have hire them. They need that person to know that they exist. So they're building A. They could be B, looking to build buzz. So think about if you have a course coming up, if you're about to launch something, you can't just say once that it's happening. It's like when a movie comes out, it's all over the place and you need to create that kind of buzz for whatever you have coming up. So you're looking to build A, awareness or B, buzz. The C stands for credibility. So maybe you're already a little more established in your business. You're not just looking for those first few clients and getting your cash flow right. Maybe you're in a stage now where you know the mentors and the gurus that you look up to and that you followed, you want your name said in their sentences. You want to elevate to your that level. You want to speak at the same conferences as them. You want to collect those as seen on Forbes logo builders and credibility builders for your website. So that's when you're looking for credibility. So I think it's really important for people to identify, are they looking to build A, awareness, B, buzz, or C, credibility before they even start pursuing getting exposure and visibility, because that's going to influence where you show up. A story that I can share that kind of breaks this example down is a few, it must've been about a year ago now, I got on a sales call with a copywriter and she was just getting started in her business. And her ideal client was an online business coach who was relatively new. So someone who was working on their first email funnel, sales sequence, their first uh, sales page, and they wanted, they were sharing with me, Lisa, I would love to be focused on this one podcast called The Coffee Chat, for example. So she was like, this is a podcast I listen to all the time. The people that I love and look up to in the industry are on here, and it would just be so cool to be featured there. And that's why I had to share with her. And the podcast name wasn't actually the coffee chat. I can never remember what it's called. That's just what I use as an example. So just a disclaimer there. So what I shared with her was that there was a disconnect. So you're sharing with me, you want to reach brand new online coaches who are just getting started. Chances are they're not listening to podcasts that go super deep on coffee. They're busy doing, you know, learning how to build a business, but they're probably not listening to a sales podcast, a marketing podcast, a copy podcast, an art podcast. Why not? And also, even further than that, if you're a copywriter on a copywriting podcast, you're just lost in the noise. You're another copywriter. So what if instead we focused you on getting on online business podcasts, something that your ideal client is listening to, and you're actually going to stand out as the online coach in this space, not just an, or just, sorry, as the copywriter in this space, not just as another copywriter on a copywriting podcast. So that, that's a distinction that I like to make so people understand, oh, the place that I like make, paying attention may not be the place that my ideal client is paying attention or that may not suit the intention for my visibility. And I think that's a really good thing that we need to sometimes maybe just step back, right? Like, where where is my ideal person hanging out? Not necessarily where I want to be. <laughs> yeah, we want to make sure that our visibility is intentional and that it serves a purpose. So why, you know do the decorating without building a strong foundation first. Like, let's be clear on what the purpose is and then execute from there. So how would you define like a healthy media? So typically people like to consume information one of three ways. And we consume information in all three ways, but we have a preferred method. So that could be listening to content. It could be reading content or it could be watching content. So something I encourage my clients to do is make sure that they have exposure on all three of these platforms. So examples of written content, it could be 
doing a guest blog post, having an article written about you, writing an article. Audio content could be being interviewed on a podcast like this one. It could be hosting or moderating a room on Clubhouse. Maybe it's even being interviewed on a local radio station if you have a bricks and mortar business. And then finally, visual content would be, you know, doing a Facebook Live or an Instagram television with somebody else on their platform. It could be doing a guest training in someone else's mastermind. It could be being on television. It could be speaking on a live or a virtual stage. So you want to make sure that there's a way that people can read about you, they can listen to you, and they can see you. Thank you. So I have really enjoyed our time together today, Lisa. Thank you for being here. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope it's been helpful. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that we haven't talked about yet? You know what? The one thing that I typically say towards the end of these kind of conversations is don't let this just be great information. Let it create transformation. So based on everything we talked about over the last few minutes, what's the one takeaway? Like not just a page of notes, but what's one takeaway from what we talked about that you can put into practice that's going to further you getting in front of the right people. So identify what that one thing is and put it into practice. That's the biggest thing I would love to offer because I would not like to think that you just spent 30-ish minutes of your time listening to something, but didn't do something with it. So put it into practice. I like that tip. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Where can we go to learn more about you and what you do? Yeah. So for anybody who's interested in building their authority status, they want to get seen by more people and they want more visibility. Every few weeks, I host a free visibility workshop. It's called the Get the Word Out Workshop. So for those of you who want to come hang with me for a few days, learn a little bit more on getting clear on what your message is figuring out the right place that you can put it to reach the right people, and then really getting confident in putting yourself out there in the first place, head over to www.finallygettheword.com and you can sign up for the free workshop. So again, that's at www.finallygettheword.com. That's awesome. Thank you. So again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.